Hello and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I'm going to be talking about The Rosie Project by Graham Simpson. Spelled G-R-A-E-M-E. So I'm reading this as Graham, but it could be like Graeme. Graeme. Not sure. It's a man, if you were curious. And this book just appeared in my bedroom when I went home for Thanksgiving, along with three other books, which I may or may not read. Um, but this was the one that looked most interesting to me, so I grabbed it and brought it back with me when I left. Um, and it follows Don Tillman, a genetics professor, as he embarks on what he calls the wife project. So he's basically created this questionnaire is trying to find the perfect partner. But he ends up helping Rosie Jarman. Uh, honestly, her last name is on the back of the book, and that is it. I swear to God, it never uses her last name in the book. But he ends up helping Rosie try and find her biological father, and hijinks and romance ensues. Um, also important to know is that Don is autistic, and this book was written in 2013, so he ends up talking a lot about Asperger's, but now, today in 2021, Asperger's has not been, I don't think it's its own special like category anymore. It's just all rolled into autism. Again, I am not an autism expert. I hear noises. Give me a second. I get nervous that people are listening to me when I record, which is kind of ridiculous because the whole point is for people to listen to me, i.e. my listeners. Okay, no one was there, but I did close my door. This is what happens when you live in an apartment building. You hear noises. So, there you go. Anyways, this book was probably my grandma's and it was just probably put into my room by my dad, probably um, just gathered books and thought, you're the reader in the family. Here you go. Do you want these? But no conversation was ever had and I just took it and I read it. And now I'm going to talk about it. I do, before I get into my um, some plot summary, need to issue a spoiler warning. I'm going to spoil The Rosie Project by Graham Simpson. And if you don't want to be spoiled, stop here, go read the book, and then come back and listen. Would I recommend the book? Yes. I was actually hesitant to read it. You know what? I don't want to talk. This is a discussion for the discussion section. And so I'll start off the discussion section by talking about my hesitation and picking up and recording this episode. However, I do think I would recommend this book because I had a lot of fun reading it. And so... That's great, because if you listen to the last couple episodes, I read some heavy stuff, which even though now I'm a few weeks removed from some of these things, still weighs on me, because I have to listen to the episodes and edit them two or three weeks after I've read them, so you know how it is. So without further ado, let's get into the plot summary. This book was actually pretty short. It was less than 300 pages, just under 300 pages, so hopefully I can do this quickly, because... I don't even really want to be recording right now. I'm thinking about going to game night later, but you got to do what you got to do. And I do love recording. It's just that, oh, I have to get the microphone out. I got to set everything up. I need to sit down. I have to think. But sometimes I just speak. Anyways, here we go. The book opens and Don has finally figured out his solution to um, his problem of, you know, not being in a relationship. And that is the wife project, which I've already kind of explained is this long questionnaire that's going to have questions to give him his ideal partner. Don is autistic, although he does not know that, which is something I personally think we should talk about here at the end of the episode. 
because he has no idea. He's never been diagnosed. And at the beginning, he also gives a lecture on Asperger's and um, to a bunch of parents and their like eight to 12 year old sons, which is an also interestingly not not necessarily sure if the author meant to do this, but it is kind of an interesting case study or commentary on the fact that men are more likely to get diagnosed with autism than women. And that is because it presents itself differently. So it's kind of interesting that it was all men that were or young boys that were all at this talk. But basically, he's giving this talk on Asperger's. And um, Don is a geneticist. He's a professor at this university in Australia because this book takes place in Australia for the most part. Although there is a New York trip near the end. Um, so anyways, Don has autism, does not know it. And because of that, he's had a lot of trouble making friends. He currently has two friends, but he used to have two other friends. One was his older sister who ended up dying from medical malpractice, basically. And then the other one was this older woman named Daphne who lived in his apartment building and his her husband had Alzheimer's and so they would like hang out and he would take her to go see him and then she ended up also developing dementia and Alzheimer's and then they weren't friends anymore because she did not remember who he was or really respond to any sort of stimuli at all and so now his two friends are his best friend Jean who is also a professor at the um, university he works at and Jean's whole thing is that he is um, on a quest to sleep with a woman from every single country because he's also a geneticist but he's also a psychologist, so trying to mash those together, I don't know. It really just sounds like he's just trying to sleep with everybody, but Don is not realizing that. And then his other friend is Jean's wife, Claudia. And so later on in the book, Don tells Rosie that um, Jean and Claudia have an open relationship, an open marriage. Is that true? I'm not sure. We will discuss because I just thought that Jean lied to Don and then Don never mentioned the it like the open marriage thing to Claudia and so he just thought Claudia knew but didn't I'm not sure that was my interpretation at first but by the end it didn't seem that way so we'll see anyways so Don is doing these things so he's decided he's gonna do the wife project he's going out on these like speed dating events and he's doing like um singles events and he has his questionnaire and all the stuff and he's not finding anybody that fits it and then Jean says send all the, your results to me and I'm, you're being too picky. I'll send you some people. And then the next day or literally just a few hours later, Rosie shows up. Now, Rosie is wholly unsuitable. Nothing matches on this criteria. First of all, she's a smoker and that is a hard no. Second of all, like she, he could, keeps calling her a barmaid because he knows her as a bartender. And then like third, there's like She's also a vegetarian, although she eats sustainable seafood, so I don't really think that means you're vegetarian, pescatarian, I guess. Like, all these things. And so he shows up, or she shows up at his office and is, like, trying to ask him a question. She's like, and he says, we go out on a date with me. I'm getting all these genders mixed up. Sorry about this. So they go on this date. It kind of, they go to this fancy restaurant, but then um, Don is not wearing a suit jacket, so he's not let in. And then they end up going back to his place and he makes them dinner. And Don ends up having a fabulous night, but he's like, Rosie's completely unsuitable. And Rosie tells him about how she is trying to figure out who her biological father is. Because when her mom died when she was 10, it was revealed that her dad was not actually her dad. And that her mom was a doctor. And that at the, like, some big party, like graduation party or something like that, she slept with somebody who was not 
her boyfriend at the time and got pregnant, but then married the boyfriend who's Rosie's dad, but not her dad. And so she wants to know who it is now. And she's like 27 or something like that. And so Don is thinking about this. And then he's like, you know what? I'll help you. So they end up testing a family friend who she's like positive, must be her biological father, but it's not a match. And then they test two other people that she knows. And again, no matches. And Don ends up becoming low-key obsessed with the father project is what he calls it. And he's like, we're going to figure this out, Rosie. And Rosie's like, well, I don't know. Anyways, but then they do end up figuring out there's a reunion coming up. So they become, Don learns how to bartend and they go to the reunion and almost every single person that could possibly be a match is there for her father. And so they're like, he's having so much fun being a bartender and it's like the best night ever and so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And then basically they test all those people and none of them are positive and Rosie's getting like kind of upset about it, I think, and she doesn't want to do it anymore. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, and then um, there's a like basically like a Don ends up finding out that Rosie is not just a bartender. She's actually a psychology PhD student and she's one of Dean Jean is her advisor and she does not like Jean, unsurprisingly, really. And so basically they have some sort of falling out because Don yields a perfect match on his questionnaire. And it's this lady whose name I think is Bianca. I'm only noticing that because I flipped into the middle of the book. because I was kind of giving the broad strokes. I'm like, I'm missing some of the specifics that I'm sure you all want to know. Anyways, so he ends up bringing her. It is an epic fail because basically Bianca's like, this is totally fine, but my partner needs to be an accomplished dancer. So Don ends up like trying to learn how to dance real quick in like the 10 days before this thing. And she's like, let's go on the floor. And Rosie brings somebody else, some other guy named Steven, who lots of questions about Steven, like what his deal is. Anyways, Don ends up like not being able to dance or whatever. And Bianca like leaves like so upset that he lied to her. And then Rosie comes on the floor and the two of them like dance. And then she's like, you just didn't even like her because you're dancing just fine with me. And he's like, "Mm, maybe I didn't. Anyways, then they go back home in a taxi together and Rosie invites him into her apartment and asks if she looks beautiful. And he thinks about it. instead of saying, yes, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. He's like, I've never thought about it. And also he's like, I'm not going up into your apartment for sex, basically. And so then they are on the outs again. Then Daphne dies. Remember, this is the old lady. And she leaves him some money in her will and says, do something completely irrational. And the irrational thing they do or he does is he buys two plane tickets to New York City because the last two people that they didn't test are in New York. There's also one other person they didn't test. And he died about a year after that graduation party. So there's not really a way to test him. He finds that man's mother I believe and she is also has Alzheimer's and she gets some of his tears her tears but he decides he's not going to test those tears because it feels very unethical anyway so they go to New York they get the samples from the last two people and the one guy was apparently like close friends and actually knows who Rosie's father is but he's like I'm not telling you who that is and while they're in New York in between like trying to get these two samples right they spend two days doing whatever Rosie wants to do and they're having so much fun. Don like lives his life like according to the schedule, but he's not. He's thrown out the window. They're the best days of his life. He makes a new friend with this baseball. When they go to the baseball game, he makes this new friend whose name I forgot. Maybe it's Dave, I think. 
And then um, Rosie, like, has an interview basically at this met at a med school, I think Columbia. And Don, like, knows somebody there as well. And then they have Don's day at the museum. And that's fun. And then they're going to have sex this last night. And he goes back before, like, they do. He's like, wait, I have to go get something. And she obviously assumes it's a condom. However, he comes back with this book of sexual positions that Gina gave to him. And then when that happens, Rosie's like, no, I can't do it anymore. And he's like, okay. And when they get on the plane, she basically, like, asks him how he's feeling. He says confused at the end of the flight. But then she also asks him, like, do you even, like, do you have the capacity to feel love? Like, things like that. Because he is wired differently, I guess. I don't know. And so then they have this whole thing where she's basically like, I don't think I can be with you if you have to live your life on this exact schedule and you eat the same thing every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, like whatever. And so he endeavors to slightly change himself. He dresses better instead of just wearing like ugly t-shirts and baggy jeans, which that's a good life change. He um, throws out his like standardized meal plan. So he eats some other things and he tries to have his life be a little less scheduled. And he also buys a ring. And he also meets with Rosie's dad, the one that raised her, and they have a conversation whenever. Anyways, she, he brings Rosie to this restaurant, but prior to that, the dean finds out that he's been testing all of these people's DNA without, like, actual proper author authorization, so he's probably getting fired. And then brings Rosie to this restaurant, basically proposes to her. She's basically like, no, uh, you don't feel love. Like, I love you, but, like, I can't be not loved back by you basically is what happens he leaves we find out it's his birthday very emotional scene then he spends the next day like, like that night whatever and then the next morning he's like no i do feel love i just feel it in a way that is different and i can empathize with people and he's like realizing this stuff and he goes and he finds her then they they do in fact get engaged and married and they end up moving to new york and Rosie goes to med school there and Don takes a position at that school, at, at Columbia or whatever, as a traveling associate professor or whatever the heck. And then um, also we find out that Rosie's father is actually her father. Because when Jean, Jean, when Don went to see him, basically they did some, he's a physical trainer or fitness per, personal trainer, whatever. And they like did some boxing and he got some blood of that guy's blood and he tested it and it was a perfect match. Look at that. So I guess her mom did cheat, but guess what? At the end of the day, the dad is the dad. So that was this book. Honestly, that took me like 12 minutes. So that's not great of me. However, whatever. And let's get into the discussion section. I want to start with the fact that I was not sure about going into this book. So when I was at home... I saw the book in my room, like I said, and I read the premise and I was like, you know what? This sounds really interesting. I'm going to bring this back with me. And then I did. And then I was like, okay, I finished um, Keeper of the Night, which was the episode prior to this one. And I was like, what am I going to read now? This is the only book I currently have with me that I have not read before. So it kind of seemed like, okay, this is the only book I haven't read that's on my shelf. I should probably read this one. But then I was like nervous because the author himself is not autistic, so I thought I was not sure how well Don's was going to be representation-wise. I'm not sure, like, how good of representation he was going to be. 
I was a little conflicted. I didn't know. And I was like, you know what? I'll just read it anyways. And if it's like something I don't want to talk about that I've read, then I just won't do an episode. But then I got to the end and I cried. When Don was proposing to Rosie and she was like, no, there were like some tears in my eyes. And I don't really cry when I read books, almost ever. And so, you know, when you cry, it's good. I got to talk about it if it made me tear up at the end, you know? And so, and the further I got into the book, the less my nerves of like having read it and things like that. And I did a little bit of research as well because I was like, if this has not been well received by the community, I don't want to speak on it, like whatever. But I only saw positive reviews. I mean, I didn't do that much digging. I just did like maybe five minute Google searching and they're turning it into a movie apparently and Henry Cavill, Superman or The Witcher or um, Sherlock Holmes from Manola Holmes, however you want to remember this man by, is going to be Don, which I think is very interesting casting, but I'm kind of intrigued. Um, so I would probably watch the movie when it comes out. They're filming it like, like the announcement that they casted him as Don came out just like in October, I think. So... I think it's set to come out in 2022, so kind of interesting. But anyways, I was conflicted on if I was going to read it or not. I did read it. I did record on it, and this is the result of that. So I hope you're enjoying it. Um, Whatever. Okay, but anyways, it was just such an enjoyable read. I read it really quickly. Like I said, it was just under 300 pages, so it's not that long. And it was a pretty fast read. Like I was reading like 70 or 80 pages a night and it was just enjoyable. I had a good time reading it. That's what I would like to say. And like I said, did I cry at the end? Just, just a little bit, just a little bit. And it's just because it was so sad. It was, that's the kind of thing that gets to me though. When they're in love, but they can't be together, it gets to me. That's the stuff, that's the stuff, that's the good stuff right there. That's the, that's the reading heroin. I feel like I shouldn't say that. That is the stuff. Mm, I love that. Okay, so you, let's talk about a few other things. I feel like what was kind of all of that kind of ties in with Dawn and autism. So I want to talk about that a little bit before moving on to some of my other more intense points. I think this is going to be a shorter episode because it is a shorter book and I have not a ton of things to say about it, but whatever. So, um, Don does not know he has autism, which I find to be odd. Now, this was written in 2013. He was a 39-year-old man in the book, like, he's 40 at the end of it. And so, like, if you think about when he would have been born, it's not as surprising because a lot of people who are older didn't necessarily get diagnosed, diagnosed with autism. A lot of people don't get diagnosed with it. Um, it's a lot more common now. However, he is a man and he exhibits extremely classic signs of autism. Um, so it seems a little odd to me. The other reason I think it's odd is that he literally gave a talk on it. And then later he, to get the DNA from all these different people that don't go to the reception, he ends up telling, he tells this one guy basically that he and some other other people who like didn't come but live in the country and stuff like that or are like relatives of somebody who might have passed who could have been a potential father. He ends up telling them that he's doing a study of autism and genes and stuff like that. And so he like ends up writing this whole 
proposal and all this stuff to give to somebody. And that's how he ends up getting found out by the dean because the guy who he gave it to ends up talking to the dean about it. And the dean's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, but then that guy was so impressed by the fake study that Don does not get fired and they get the funding that they were previously not going to get. So it ends up working out, but Don ends up quitting and moving to America anyway. So whatever. And every time I'm saying Don, I'm hearing Dawn, like D-A-W-N, like a woman's name or Dawn, like the beginning of the day versus Don, D-O-N, short for Donald, apparently, which you don't learn until the end of the book. And it really came out of shock. I don't think people can name their children Donald anymore because of Donald Trump, but that's beside the point of relevant. Anyways, I just think it's odd that he was doing all this research into it and he didn't think, hmm, that describes me perfectly. It's kind of funny because Claudia, Jean's wife, says like a few things when he's doing this research, like, hmm, does this remind you of anybody you know? He's like, yeah, so-and-so in the department. Like, bro, she's talking about you. But that's, that's, that's something. Okay, next, I want to talk about Jean. Because Gene was my least favorite character, and his name is spelled G-E-N-E, which is ironic because he's a geneticist. And I want to talk about him because he really did done irk me during this book. Interestingly, so at the end of the book, him and Claudia are kind of like reaching a the precipice of divorce. Like things are not going well. There's two children involved, like all this different stuff. And Claudia is fed up with the fact that Gene keeps cheating on her. And you know what? I do not blame her. What is interesting, and I talked about this a bit in the plot summary, is the question of did they actually have an open marriage? I don't know because at first I was sure that they didn't, but then as you get further into it, it seems that Claudia is making like comments about how you hope somebody will change. So it's like at first maybe she was okay with it, but she's now changed her mind. She wishes her husband would just be satisfied with her, which again... Uh, Yeah, I understand. That makes sense. And the other thing that bothered me with Gene is that he had Don send him the wife project questionnaires and stuff for completely selfish reasons because Don ends up seeing him out with not one, not two, but at least three, if not four women that he met slash talked to during the wife project. And he did reject them as potential partners. And so Don is not upset about it, which could have something to do with the autism. However, I would be upset if my friend who said they were going to help me ended up instead just taking all these women that I had found and dating all of them. So rude. Gene, literally, I can't with him. And then also interestingly that there is actually a sequel and then a third book. So the sequel starts like a year after this book ends, basically. And then the third book So I guess this is sort of a trilogy. The third book takes place 10 years after the sequel. And so kind of interestingly is that there's an excerpt from the second book at the end of this one. I think there's two chapters, which I'm going to tell you, this is a spoiler, okay? I'm going to tell you these things right here. And so if you skipped the discussion section, I don't know. I don't know how, this is the first two chapters of the second book. So Maybe that's a spoiler. I don't really know. But basically, you find out. So at the end of this book, Gene has agreed that he's going to stop sleeping with other women and work on his marriage. But then we find out in the second book that that is a lie and that he, in fact, did sleep with other women and that his wife did find out and is upset with him and has kicked him out of the house. And basically, Don convinces him to come to New York 
and also do like a visiting professorship something something and he's going to end up staying with them and Rosie does not like Jean which makes sense because I don't like Jean either and then um also Rosie's pregnant well, oh my god they're going to have a baby and that's the plot for the second book now I'm not and then the third book is like 10 years later and they end up moving back to Australia and like the difficulties with that okay so I feel like that's not really a spoiler in that now I'm not going to read the second or the third book probably I feel like I'm definitely not going to read the third book I could potentially read the second one if I have nothing going on and I go to the library and it's there but I'm probably not going to search it out not because I didn't like this one but just because it ended and I was happy with how it ended I didn't really think it needed more books I do appreciate the fact that there are I guess and um so I don't know I did say there was this movie I do think I want to see the movie and if they made like the second one into a movie then I would probably see that as well but anyways interesting stuff here and I've got two more things to talk about before we get to the end of the episode the next one is Rosie and Don's relationship I really liked Rosie I thought she was an interesting character I thought she was fun she pushed Don but I also thought that she didn't necessarily like she never really asked him to change and she also loved him for who he was because there's this one thing where like at the proposal thing it's his birthday so he's invited Jean and Claudia to the dinner to celebrate his birthday and the fact that he was going to get engaged but then he didn't and basically I think Jean or maybe Claudia I can't remember which one says something to Rosie like about how they how she asked him to change who he was and while she kind of did, I also feel like the things that she, the reasons she stated originally for why they couldn't be together, you can't fault her for that. She was basically like, the one thing you can fault her for is being like, you can't feel love because how do you know you're not him? And so that's the one thing that's like, Rosie, you're overstepping your boundaries here. And you're also wrong because this man does in fact love you. But the other thing of just being like, I don't want to be with somebody who wears the same outfit every other day and who eats the same meal every single day. Well, not every single day, but every like week he eats the same thing over and over again. You know what? Respectable. Like I would like you to dress better and I would like you to be more willing to eat food. That is not the same thing. Okay. You know what? I feel like that's an okay thing for you to ask somebody to change about themselves. And so, and and the other thing is that she, other than that, she, like, loved him for all of his quirks and all, like, when he was, like, I don't know, like, exp doing his stuff, explaining things, getting caught up in the details instead of, like, big picture, whatever. She loved him anyways. That's, like, good for you, girl. And also good for Don for finding somebody because overall, he was a good man. He did care and he wanted to help and be good and whatever. And what the seeing the growth of Don through this book was so enjoyable because you do see him letting go a bit and again he's just like while I still want my schedule I don't need to have every single minute of the day scheduled out okay but I think the big growth is that he like learns that he can make more friends and he learns that he does have the ability to empathize and that while he's different in how he feels and how he thinks from other people that doesn't make him less than or not able to have traditional relationships proven by the fact that at the end he does in fact get married and he does make new friends so good for him making friends and finally let's talk about the end result of the father project 
How ironic is it that Rosie's father was her father all along? It was something I did not see coming. There was this whole plot point at one point where it was like maybe Gene was the father because he actually was there that night and he was the one who took the picture of all the people who were at the party. And so then we're like, oh man, Gene could be the father. And like at the end, when it's like revealed, I was like almost positive that's like what it was going to be. But then it turns out it's not. And so I didn't really get into Rosie's whole backstory with her father and like the issues and like blah, blah, blah and stuff like that. It's not really relevant for the point of this podcast. It is relevant for the point of this book. But it was just so fascinating that at the end, they went through this whole thing And Rosie spent her life since she was 10 years old thinking that her dad wasn't her biological dad just to find out that he actually was. And one thing that I think is interesting, I was raised by my... Okay, this is... This was the other thing that I thought about it. Okay, so I look very similar to my dad, like, in a way where it would be pretty impossible if somebody was like, yeah, your father's not your father. I would not... It wouldn't be believable, okay? So I can't really put myself into the shoes of that because I look so similar to him that that's not something that could happen to me. But I just feel like something, the whole reason why this comes about is that Rosie has brown eyes and both of her parents have blue eyes. And so she has learned that if both of your parents have blue eyes, then all the, then every one of their children will have blue eyes. But apparently I also thought that was a thing. But apparently, eye-colored genes are more complicated than that, and so that's actually not true. However, that does confuse me because I feel like I learned in class that brown eyes are dominant, and if you have even one of the dominant alleles, then you'll have the brown eyes. However, I guess that's not true according to this book. I feel like now I should do some research into that. Maybe I will when I'm eating dinner tonight. I don't know. Hey, if you guys are geneticists out there, you're scientists, you know things about genes and eye color and um, passing things down let me know send me a send me a dm or an email I, I would really like to know please illuminate me anyways but i just feel like even though the eye color is like not matching there had to be something in the facial structure somehow that she looked like her dad where it was like okay yes unless she looked exactly like her mom minus the eye color so that is one, that's one hole in the story. And the other thing is that it's interesting because it's when her dad tells her that, okay, I might not actually be your dad, which I can't remember if he knew that prior to the mom passing or not, that like after her mom dies, she's like, my dad treated me differently. Like all of his love was material things, not like spending time or this or that. And then you meet the dad and then it's kind of interesting. But I don't know. I just feel like he raised you. So even if he wasn't your biological dad, he's still your father. And now I have not been in this situation, but I would like to think I would not start calling my dad by his first name instead. Again, I've not been in it. However, I do know some people who are adopted and I've listened to like different podcasts about adoption and things like that. And one thing they say is that when you're adopted, the people that raised you are your mom and dad. And it's offensive to ask like who their real parents are. So kind of interesting in this to kind of see the flip side of that happening. But again, I'm not adopted. So can I really speak on your feelings towards that? Probably not. But that's what I've got to say about this book. That's that's it. That's it, everybody. We're going to call it a day here. So 
please follow me on Instagram at I read a book once blog. You can send me your DM, send me DMs about your thoughts, opinions, and feelings on this book, podcast, episode, whatever. I would love to hear it. Give me a follow, like my post. It would give me encouragement to continue on with the Instagram. If you're if you're not on Instagram or you don't like Instagram, you could send me an email at I read a book once blog at gmail.com and you can interact with me that way. Also, please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast. I'd very much appreciate it. It's going to help others find it as well. Speaking of other, bro, am I out of practice? I just recorded last weekend. I don't know. Anyways, the next episode is probably going to be Cersei by Madeline Miller. That's not actually going to be the next book I read. However, the next book I read is going to be the Christmas episode that's already come out. And then I probably should read Cersei because that is the January pick for my book club that I joined. I did not go in December, everybody. So sorry if you read Girl, Woman, Other because I said that I was going to go. But then I didn't. I didn't have time to read it. So anyways, that's probably what the next episode will be. But don't quote me on that. Things are going to get a little wild because I'm going home for Christmas soon. And so you know how that be. Although by the time this comes out, Christmas is already over. So whatever. Anyways, thank you for listening. This is I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma, and I'll catch you guys next time.